ladies and gentlemen, Cardinal fans of all ages, welcome to Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. I'm Chris Grace. I'll be your host, joined every week by current Wesleyan Athletic Director and former head football coach, Mike Whalen. Each week, Coach and I will interview some of your favorite former Cardinals and find out exactly what they've been up to. Without further ado, it's time to check in with the coach, Mike Whalen. Coach, we've got another great guest and another champion Cardinal athlete. Tonight, we welcome in a former Cardinal tennis great, multiple-time All-American, team national champion, doubles national champion. Tell everyone about our guest tonight. Well, uh, Victoria Yu is, is uh, uh, you know, incredibly accomplished student-athlete at Westland. Uh, three-time national champion, all in doubles, six-time All-American, four-time doubles, two-time singles, uh, five-time All-Nexgac selection, three-times doubles, two-time singles, NCAA national semifinalist 2017, finalist 2018 in singles, set up the All-West uh, finals, first time in NCAA history. Uh, so uh, very, very accomplished uh, young lady, 3.98 GPA, uh, Dean's List every semester, Phi Beta Kappa, uh, the total package. So we're really excited to spend some time with Victoria U tonight. Yeah, I can't wait to hear from Victoria what it was like, you know, watching those final points as Wesleyan won their, um, went on their historic run to win the NCAA Women's Singles Championship in 2019. Can't wait to get her perspective as the lone senior on that roster, which is something, Coach, I didn't realize until I started researching that. So she really had to kind of develop into a leadership role there as a senior and kind of lead the way after Udis had left uh, the previous year. Yeah, you know, we talked about it on our on our uh, our podcast with Udis. Is it's uh, uh, you know I'm not sure Coach Free drew it up this way where you 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 would graduate the best tennis player ever to play in college in college tennis in Division Three and then the next year win the national championship. So pretty amazing. And uh, I know in talking to Coach Freed, uh, he gives a lot of credit uh, from a leadership standpoint, uh, you know, coming from Victoria. So really excited to catch up with her. Yeah, well, before we, we're about to catch up with Class of 2019, Victoria U. But before we do that, we're going to catch up with the man behind the man behind the man, producer Mike O'Brien. Tell everyone how they can stay connected with Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. Yeah, you can stay connected with Wesleyan Athletics and the podcast by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Wes underscore athletics and on Facebook at Wesleyan.athletics. You can also subscribe to Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score on the Apple Podcast app. And if you have any feedback or suggestions for us, you can email athletics at Wesleyan.edu. So uh, but before, we, before we go, Chris, uh, before we get into it with Victoria, I mean, we got to give the quick shout out to, uh, to Shane Scannell for – Again, being on Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score, another successful person rising up to the top, Super Bowl champion Shane Scannell with the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm pretty sure, Coach, technically, from the time that that episode aired, the Bucks did not lose another game. No, I think you're exactly right. They lost the next game after we interviewed him to the Chiefs. But after that interview, that was before it aired, I don't think they right. lost another game. Basically, what we're saying is if you want to have success, there's only one way to do it. You come on this show, and you are you are guaranteed to win a world championship, basically. No question. 
All right. Well, <laughs> without further ado, it's time to catch up with tonight's guest. She is a multiple-time All-American, academic and athletic All-American, class of 2019, former Cardinal tennis great, Victoria Yu. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. Along with the coach, Mike Whalen, producer Mike O'Brien, I'm Chris Grace. We have another fantastic guest and coach, another guest in my favorite sport, perhaps. We've got another great Cardinal tennis player, class of 2019, three-time All-American NCAA champion, both in team events and in doubles. Victoria Yu is with us. Victoria, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh man, I am so excited to have another tennis player on, you know. You know, a lot of people pay attention to sports, but not everybody loves tennis quite like I do, and I know coach is a huge tennis guy as well. Victoria, what I want to know is how you ended up how you ended up a Cardinal. How did you end up in Middletown? How did you find your way to Wesleyan? Yeah, so I think on that aspect, um, we'd have to owe it all to Coach Freed. Uh, I remember I was sitting in high school in a class, and I checked my email, and I, I got a, a recruiting email from Coach Freed, and it was just like, hey, I'm going to be in Texas or, during um, one of our sectional tournaments. Do you want me to come watch you? And at that point in time, I had never heard of Wesleyan, honestly. <laughs> I didn't know where it was. I didn't know that it was a school. Um, so I was like, yeah, I just had started my recruiting process, so I was like, it couldn't hurt for another coach to come watch me and for me to talk to another coach um, to just get more comfortable talking and exploring the recruiting process. And then I guess from that point on, he came, I guess it was a, a couple weeks after that, I met him and I, I never looked back and I haven't looked back then. Um, I did consider a couple other schools, I guess going into the recruiting process, I hadn't really considered division three schools, to be honest. Um, it was always kind of drilled into me at my academy that I was training at, that it was like, oh yeah, you you're, you do division one caliber, you know, like that's just like kind of the goal of most academies. They want to prepare their players to go to division one schools. So then I start, when I started talking to division three schools, I started learning about different uh, aspects of Division three schools that you maybe haven't considered before uh, that are more beneficial than D D1 schools. Um, so I started learning more about that, talking with my parents, and then um, just with my, my future in mind because I wasn't ever really, I wasn't really fooled myself into thinking that I would ever become a professional tennis player, so I knew academics was a very important part um, of my college experience. So then when I learned that uh, the D3 schools kind of balance academics and athletics more evenly, then I started leaning more that way. Um, and then, so I talked to uh, Coach Freed at Wesleyan, and I talked to uh, the University of Chicago coach and I was really torn between the two schools. Like I, the decision was so hard for me to make at first, but then I met the teams and that really sold it for me. Coach Freed and the team and the team culture that he was building and the girls at the time that I met on my trip. And yeah, couldn't have made a better decision. And academics, obviously, uh, Victoria, were very, very important to you. Um, and, uh, 
you know, you were, you were, in addition to being an outstanding uh, tennis player, you were, uh, uh, you know, an outstanding student as well, and and continued that well into your your time at West, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you know, you you mentioned the whole, you know, kind of, um, you know, balancing the 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 athletic commitment and the act and the academic commitment, and uh, so so kind of you know talk to us about that a little bit, you know, in terms of your your experience while you're at West, you know, you know, how, how did that all work out? I mean, again, I'm not going to, I don't want to embarrass you here, but you were, you were Dean's list every semester. You were three, nine, eight GPA. You were five beta Kappa. You were three time, you know, four time academic all American. Um, I mean, that's not even getting into the tennis side of things just from the academic piece. Um, so, but just talk to us a little bit, how, you know, how you balance that. How, how, how did you, how did you balance, you know, competing at the highest possible level uh, athletically uh, in Division Three, but then also competing at, a, at the highest level academically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think a large part of it is the willingness, I guess, from like the coaching staff to allow um, all of its players to prioritize academics um, somewhat. So you never have to worry about missing a class or not being able to take a class or a TA session because we have to go to a practice. As long as we let the coaches know, they would try to maybe fit in an individual one-on-one session earlier in the day. So then you would free during practice time to go to your class or do what you need to do for um, your act- academics. Um, as far as balancing, and I guess time management would be a, a big one on that end. Um, when I wasn't uh, like traveling to matches or going to practice that took a couple hours out of every day um, you have to really like grind out your work and really focus down and um, get your work done in a timely manner no, no not a lot of procrastination but uh, I'm guilty of that <laughs> as well um, I guess like You've seen maybe like those little Venn diagrams. It's like you can have like a social life or sleep or academics and I guess athletics. So um, I did have to like sacrifice like some parts of it, but I don't regret any of it. Um, being able to compete uh, athletically and academically. Um, yeah, like going into it uh, with academics as a focus, I was promised like still a very high level of competition um, in sports and I wasn't disappointed on that end either. So you talk about you talk about sports competition when when you were first coming to visit Wesleyan could you ever imagined you know where the program would be when you left did you ever see it you know did you did you the first time you went there did you say okay I'm gonna go and there's some really good players here I didn't realize how good the players were but you know, I'd like to maybe have some individual success and hopefully the team will do pretty well. But did, did you think that you were going to be leaving as a national champion, as a team? That was always the, the hope. That was the goal every year. And um, I don't know whether like, I thought it would happen or not, um, but every year we did get a little closer and a little closer. And then my last year there, there we managed to do it. So, yeah. It- what what was it like? What was it like for you? You know, you come in, and, and tennis is one of those sports where it's an individual sport, but it's a team sport. So not only are you part of a doubles team, but you're also part of a of an entire team. So 
You know, you can win all of your matches, but if your team loses the duel, then it's a bad feeling. So what was it like for you following in the footsteps of the greatest Division Three player ever? And then the year after she leaves, you guys win the national championship, and you have to kind of take over, you know, what's a really a, a huge... Uh, you know, a huge shadow, if you will, in that, I mean, Eudis, you know, four, four-time four national champion in singles, then you have to come in and play number one as a senior. What was that like, kind of, uh, you know, stepping in or trying to do your part to to step in for Eudis? Yeah. Um, definitely shoes that uh, I didn't fill the way. <laughs> but I think um, in terms of the team aspect, let's say going into college I hadn't really had that much team experience like in juniors there was maybe one tournament a year that was like had a team format so that was a big adjustment for me I think um kind of going into that team focused mindset um but uh once like I started we started playing more matches like even the first semester as a freshman it's still like individual season so like you kind of have that right. team atmosphere, but it's still the matches are more individualistic. And then spring, um, that was the first time I really got that the 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 atmosphere, the energy of like teammates cheering you on, and every match counting um, towards like an overall score. Um, I think that like the all the classes before me since I was a freshman and probably even before, like they uh, helped build this team culture that uh, I've, I've tried to carry on. And even after the, the class above me left to like keep, keep uh, teaching the, uh, the freshmen. Uh, so I came in as uh, the only freshman in my class. And then there was five, I believe, uh, people above me in the class above me. So from day one, it kind of felt like I was a part of their class a little bit. So when they all left me, and then I, I felt <laughs> <laughs> kind of alone at first. And then there was a big uh, freshman class my senior year as well. So that took a – that was a, a, an experience just like kind of teaching them the ropes. Um, I say by myself, but like uh, the other – all the other – people on the team that had been there for at least a year uh, or two so they helped yeah and, and one of those one of those first years that came in when you're you were a senior was uh someone you knew pretty well uh yeah yeah, yeah. actually had the same last name as you huh <laughs> yeah your sister christina mm -hmm. so, i couldn't couldn't get away from her yeah <laughs> yeah so um and and you guys ended up playing doubles together talk about that whole experience in terms of uh her coming to west and you know, uh, you know, having having the opportunity to uh, to play not only on the same team, but 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 be partners. Mm -hmm. Definitely, once in a lifetime experience. Um, I'm really glad we could do that. Uh, she almost went to. She was debating between Wesleyan and uh, CMS. I think um, who we played in the finals. So that would have been interesting if she ended <laughs> up choosing the other direction. Um, but. I couldn't ask for a, a better senior year uh, doubles partner. I, I actually have a question for you going to that yeah. point. So when I when I was doing my, my prepping for this, um, I saw a great article about you. And 
they had created these great names for your two different doubles teams. So my question for you is, now coach, I don't know if you've seen this, okay? So you, you have two options here. One of them was team U Dis, okay? Which is pretty good, right? Because that's, you know, combined. And the other one was team double U. Because there were two of you. Yeah. So now the question is, which doubles, now you don't have to, you know, if you if you want to stay politically correct here, you can, but which was your favorite doubles team, Team Udis or Team W? I'm going to have to play the fifth. Oh. There you go. There you go. Smart. She's smart. She's smart. I mean, I live with one of them right now. So. Okay. Okay. They were each special in their own way, right, Victoria? Exactly. Yeah, no so, but in all seriousness, Victoria, you know, I've been around junior tennis a lot, and it, it can be kind of a toxic atmosphere um, for a lot of those kids. And then the, a lot of the kids I've coached that play high-level juniors, they love their college experience because they've never had that feeling of someone else cheering for you, right? In juniors, it's so individualistic. Mm-hmm. So what did that kind of do for you on a personal level? You know, how gratifying is it to have six, eight, nine, ten people on the sidelines cheering for you and, and, and living through every point for you? How gratifying was that being part of a, you know, a team atmosphere that you found at Wesleyan? Yeah, it definitely uh, aided the experience of playing tennis. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, having them cheer for me, but also being able to cheer for them, it just brought the energy of the whole match up so high. Um, like it, it was so easy for me to get down on myself uh, in juniors, to get upset, frustrated, but you can't really show those emotions or you don't, you don't want to show those emotions when you, you know that it's going to affect your teammates and these people who are playing for you and who you're playing for and all are working towards the same goal. So I think that it was definitely a positive um, in my experience of tennis as a whole. And um, it's just, yeah, it was incredible. And, and talk about, you know, that that moment you felt on the sidelines. I remember I watched, I think I caught like the last couple games on the webcast when I realized it was going on. What it's like sitting there and, and having it, because I know what it's like, but tell me your experience, what it's like when you have no control and you're just sitting there and each point is a, is a 45 shot moon ball rally. And it's, it's like, you could feel the tension on each rally. What was it like for you standing there, you know, having your whole four year career basically come down to something you have no control over? <laughs> um, if I'm being honest, I was grateful that it wasn't me in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, if you're talking, you're talking about the, the championship match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I think, no one on our team was as like better suited for that moment uh, than Paulina, and she handled it absolutely perfectly. She was so composed, and you couldn't even tell like how if there was any pressure on her. And she played, she played brilliant. Uh, for me, yeah, I I'm just I'm thankful that it was her and not me. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> uh, just knowing just kind of sometimes how I handle pressure, so that's okay. Um, but it was very nerve wracking. Um, you know, every point you, you hold your breath, you kind of like tense up every time every each one hits it. 
every time the opponent hits it, you're just hoping that they miss it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just very stressful then, situation. And then just, I mean, the, when you think back to that moment, uh, watching Polina and, and, you know, the match point and, and, uh, you know, like just kind of storming the court running and, and, I mean, just, just talk about that feeling of, of, you know, elation and accomplishment. What, what was going through your mind at that point? Like in terms of you just won a national championship. You know? I mean, that, that, that just must've been incredible. Yeah. I think at the, the very moment when the match was over, it probably hadn't really set in like the actual, like the gravity of what we had accomplished and everything that we've worked for. And, um, for my four years and for the years before that, just kind of, all of us just like kind of shrieked and screamed on the top of our lungs, just, ran on the court, tackled Paulina a little bit. And everyone was very emotional, um, obviously elated that we, we'd accomplished what we had. But I think it, there was like a – sounds cliche, but there's like a surrealness of like, did we actually just do what we think we did? <laughs> Is it actually over? And have we accomplished it? Yeah. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score, along with the coach Mike Whalen, producer Mike O'Brien. I'm Chris Grace. Tonight our guest is class of 2019, former Cardinal tennis great Victoria Yu is with us. And Victoria, we just finished talking about the great team successes you had, but you know, take me back to the day when you have a, a great individual tournament. You make the NCAA singles final and then you look across the net and you have to play against a teammate what was that day like for you and and kind of what was that whole thing that's got to be very strange first and foremost but then you know also prideful to see your school be represented on both sides of the court but it's it's got to almost be like being in the olympics and you know being in the finals and playing against someone from your own country it's got to be kind of what it felt like right yeah i'd imagine so um, one thing that sticks out is usually we get to like uh, the warm up courts about like 30 minutes before, 45 minutes before warm up and do all that stuff. But I remember on that day when we were playing each other, we kind of rolled up around like 10 minutes before a match, <laughs> um, getting ready to play and um, just uh, not like warming up for like that long just because I don't know, it, it was a strange situation. Um, playing a teammate and warming up with that teammate before the match. Um, and then, yeah, definitely. It was, I was very proud that both of us were in the finals representing Wesley and, um, that, I've that had my, a, yeah. I was going to say that was an historic moment, right? That, that was the first time that that had ever happened in NCAA history, that, that there was, you know, two players from the same school playing, you know, competing for the, for the singles, national championship so yeah incredibly incredibly proud moment i know coach freed was incredibly proud you know, <laughs> he, he uh he joked you know you know i still remember to this day when he called me and, and told me that the two of you were playing in the finals and i said what are you gonna do he said oh well i'm just gonna kick back and relax and then after the match he's like that was the most stressful time for me i got i didn't know what you know you know and and, and it uh you know i can only imagine as a coach i mean Obviously, first and foremost, an extremely proud moment for him to, you know, have recruited, such, you know, two of, you know, of the best women's tennis players in the country. Um, and then 
watching, you know, the two of you play at the highest possible level and, and, um, you know, uh, you know, have the opportunity as a coach to, to, uh, you know, sit back and, and watch, you know, two of your student athletes compete for a national championship is I'm sure something that he will never forget. Yeah. I remember on the changeovers, he just come over to me. You good? Yeah. Do you need anything? No. All right. Go to you. You good? You need anything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for, you know, uh, uh, Victoria, for our, um, for our listeners, um, you know, one of the things that I kind of want to talk a little bit about and get your take on was, uh, your junior year when, uh, in the fall of the ITAs. Okay. So for our listeners out there, the, the fall tournament kind of national tournament is called the ITAs and then the NCAA tournaments in spring. So, um, and, uh, uh, you guys had quite a run that year uh, in the ITA, ITA regionals. You won the ITA regionals, then you won the ITA nationals, and then you went on to the quarterfinals of the D1 nationals. And along the way, beating the number one teams from the University of Kentucky and the University of North Carolina. I mean, what was that like in terms of, you know, being able to complete compete with the, you know, the D1s, the, the the best of the best, and, and you know, um, not just in D three, but in, in in D one. Talk about that experience, and um, you know what 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 that feeling was like to be on the court, you know, playing, you know, with the with D ones. Yeah, um, it was it was an awesome experience getting to play with these high level D one schools and beating them, and knowing that we could hang in, hang um, with most of them, uh, just kind of kind of prove that even as a D3 school um, with these different like connotations, but we were competing at the highest national level throughout um, and that it wasn't in like the D3 level, the gap between D3 and D1 is closing um, every year. And just knowing that we, we belong there because we kind of went through a few rounds um, and it was very rewarding uh, to see that our hard work was paying off and that, you know, we could hang with the best in the country. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, again, you, you mentioned that, you know, you were recruited by a lot of D1s. And, um, you know, I mean, it's only natural to, to, to kind of wonder, well, what would have happened if I had gone to a D1? You know, like, where would I have, you know, would I have been competitive? Would I have had the same experience? You know, those kinds of things. And, you know, again, to, to – uh, to be able to not just think about that scenario, but actually live it. Um, that must've just been really rewarding. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. Super grateful to have the opportunity to compete with them and just have that experience. So Victoria, I guess another question I have for you is you had great success in singles, but you know, you also had big time success in doubles. And I, I I'd say your doubles accolades are, are as impressive as, as anyone who's ever played. Um, what is it that you like? What is it? This is a little bit of a loaded question because I, I have my own opinion on it. But what is it that you like about doubles more than more than singles? Yeah. Uh, I definitely like the uh, partner. Uh, you know, you, you get someone to rely on and to bring you up if you go down and vice versa. You can help bring them up if they're a little bit down. So that camaraderie. 
Um, and I personally really like the net game. Um, I think that's one of my stronger suits um, in my game, and especially in doubles, just being able to uh, come to the net, uh, finish more points at the net, just being really active. Um, I think that's a big part of doubles and something that I really enjoy. So I guess it it reflects that, that I uh, enjoy doubles as much, probably more than singles, honestly. Um, if I had to choose one, I would play doubles any day of the week. <laughs> right, and and the other thing about doubles too is you always feel a little bit more involved. I, f- I find personally, and and much like we were talking about, like with you know the difference between playing juniors individually and playing on a team. You play doubles when something bad happens, you have someone to pat you on the back and be like, "It's all right, we got the next one." When something good happens, you have someone to give like the best high five or fist bump to, right? And mm-hmm. and I just I personally always found doubles to be so much more entertaining and you know so much more thought provoking. You know whether you're going to poach or not. You know when when to lob, when to come forward, all those things. And you could have two doubles players that are nowhere near as good as the other two players across the net you know, that, that they're facing, but will win nine times out of 10 because they're a better doubles team. So I always found that so much more rewarding than singles personally. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely the uh, more engaging, like things happen a lot faster. The points are a lot shorter, just more action. So I think that it is more exciting than singles, a lot more exciting. <laughs> and, um, and then last spring, uh, you know, asked until you graduate from West and then last spring, um, you know, Coach Reed comes into my office and says, uh, hey, uh, I think I might have find, found an assistant coach to uh, come help us out. Uh, and he told me that uh, you were going to uh, come back and coach, uh, you know, with, with the team. And I was obviously extremely excited about that. And uh, unfortunately, uh, then the pandemic hit and you really didn't have the opportunity to go through a full season competing. But, you know, what was that like kind of being on the other side of the you know, of, of the player coach relationship type thing, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, now switching over to the, to the dark side, you know, becoming the coach, <laughs> you know, talk to us about that experience. Mm-hmm. The one thing I did learn right off the bat was to leave my sister alone. Don't <laughs> bother trying coaching her. <laughs> I leave that to coach Freed or CJ or Ben. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely rewarding to be able to kind of pass on what I learned over my four years, um, be able to act as a resource, um, having been a player on the team and then now kind of being more on the coaching side. Um, it was a little, I did have to kind of find my stride with kind of coaching these, these players that were my teammates, like not even a year ago. Um, so just, you know, trying to find the balance between kind of, telling them what to do or <laughs> helping them and um, not seeming like, seeming like a too bossy, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately we weren't able to go to any matches or anything. I was excited for that for spring break. Um, but getting to work with the players uh, as a coach, kind of just helping them work on their game, developing, um, different strategies and I even got to do some like one-on-ones which was uh interesting as I didn't necessarily like hit with them but I just kind of stood off to the side and kind of watched their technique or footwork or stuff like that great 
So now, now in that little sample size, do you think that this is something down the road that you might come back to? Do you think that you might potentially come back to coaching? Or, or was that enough experience for you and, and you, you're in a, you're all set? <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't come back to it like fully. Um, it was fun uh, while it lasted, but um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like a, like a side job or something right. <laughs> down the road. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You know, we talked to all of our all of our great guests that we've had so far, um, and we always want to ask them. You're obviously a very well-rounded student and athlete. Coach mentioned all of your accolades on the academic side, and we've talked about a lot of them on the athletic side. We like to ask all of our guests, though, talk about kind of the entire liberal arts experience that you got at Wesleyan. Talk about the value of the liberal arts education from your perspective. Yeah, so just based on like class classes um i was able to take a lot of classes that weren't really affiliated with my major and just kind of things that interested me i was able to do that um they gave us enough freedom to do that um for example i took like french class for a year and i took an astronomy class and just being able to explore your different interests uh, having the freedom to do that um and then not just uh you know not just academics too but then also being able to have the freedom to do athletics or any different clubs or uh um uh other sports i know a lot of people were also kind of dual athlete sports um i wasn't but i took I took PE classes too. I took a, a golf PE class and a squash PE class, and those are both really fun. <laughs> Did you play squash growing up, or was that your first experience with squash? That was my first experience. It's way harder than it looks, yeah. right? Even if you, even mm-hmm. even if you're great at, at at tennis, you would think it would be such an easy transition. If you hit a, mm-hmm. the only you, thing you that hit a carries over is hand-eye coordination. Right? Do you hit a two-handed? Do you have a two-handed backhand in tennis? I imagine. Mm-hmm. Right. So that you that takes you out of the that takes you out of squash right there. Yeah. yeah, I had to learn take it take it back with one hand, not two. Even if you swing with yeah, one, it's so it weird, <laughs> so strange. Um, every every tennis player I ever coached that had squash, their forehands would be great and their backhands would be disasters on the tennis court. <laughs> so that was always that was always kind of the battle that I fought there. So Victoria, you were you were heavily into the sciences, right? And mm-hmm. and um, so so you really enjoyed the opportunity to. To, to even though you had the intensity of, of the sciences to, to be able to branch out and, and, you know, take advantage of, you know, like you said, you know, whether it's a foreign language, whether it's, you know, you know, kind of outside of that, um, of that, uh, you know, those, those, that science area. I mean, I know you did, um, you know, you were organic chemistry research assistant, um, chemistry teaching assistant, biology peer tutor. So you really, ingrained into the sciences which is you know obviously um you know that's a that's a that's a heavy load academically to be carrying but also having the time to like you said to, to branch out and maybe take some things that aren't as uh as in quote-unquote intense so to speak and and um, um and and kind of expand your horizon there mm-hmm. yes i absolutely enjoy that opportunity uh to take other other classes that were just interesting to me and i just like you said, expand my horizons. Yeah. So, Victoria, if you could go back to what would it have been 
fall of 2016. Was that your first semester? Is my math right? Or maybe it was the fall of 2015. 16. I think 2015. Yeah, sorry, I'm not a math guy. Clearly, <laughs> um, so if we get one of one of my many not strengths, um, if 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 we could go back to the fall of 2015, what would you tell the young Vicky who was coming into Middletown that you know now that you didn't know back when you were first year? Yeah, um, probably enjoy myself a little more, enjoy the college experience. Um, I was pretty like focused, like academics and tennis and. So sometimes I lost sight of just, you know, having fun or having a social life sometimes. But if I could go back, I would tell myself to just kind of enjoy the college experience a little bit more. Yeah. That's, that, you know, listen, winning is enjoyable. So, yeah, so you know, the way I look at it is you got a lot of W's there and, <laughs> you know. Also, Coach mentioned, you know, the GPA, pretty good. So I don't know what happened. Where that day, 398, Coach? Yeah. So where, what I want to know is where where's the point two? What happened with the point two? Do you remember where the point two comes from? What happened? It was what? probably either an English class or one of my molecular biology classes. Oh, gosh, of course. Molecular biology gets them every time. Every time. Coach, what did you make in molecular biology? Uh, we're not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, you know, in talking with Coach Freed, you know, Victoria, I think, you know, he really feels um, uh, strongly about your overall development, you know, as a, you know, as a person, but, but really your leadership skills. You know, he, you know, he, he said if, 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 you know, when, when, when you came into the, to the program in, in 2015, um, you know, obviously very, very talented, and, but, you know, kind of quiet, kind of reserved, kind of just, you know, you know, did your thing, so to speak. And then, to, he, you know, he said to watch, to watch the way you evolved and in your own way, you know, became a, a, a real leader. As you mentioned, you know, really uh, being the only, you know, re, you know, senior on that team, that won that national championship, um, you know, I think he really attributes a lot of that success from that, from that season uh, to your leadership. And um, um, so, you know, just, you know, I guess, you know, kind of looking back uh, on that whole, you know, national championship run, you know, what, what, what's the, what's the one takeaway or what are, what are some takeaways from your, from your personal growth as a leader that, that you think will, you know, stay with you down the road as you as you move up, move into your career and and you know, um, you know your professional life going forward. Yeah, I think um, like nobody on the team has like too small of a role. You know, everyone plays a, a vital role to the team, and it, it wouldn't be the same um, if there was anyone less. Um, I think. Definitely, um, I had to learn to like be more comfortable speaking um, to the underclassmen and kind of uh, with my seniority, I guess. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, I mean, I think I think you touched upon it from the perspective of you know the importance of teamwork, you know, and and um, you know, I mean, it does sound cliche sometimes that that, um, you know, people will tell you, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, as an athletic director, you know, I have, 
not just alums, but other folks that reach out to me asking me, you know, who are, who are our top student athlete leaders, you know, in our department, you know, that are graduating, and, you know, would any of them be a right fit for their team and, you know, their company meaning team, but, you know, they refer to that whole teamwork concept of, and, and, and a lot of the reason why a lot of, a lot of um, these companies recruit athletes is because of their ability um, to, to be a team, you know, to work with each other, to, to, um, you know, to draw from one another, just like you said, you know, in terms of, um, you know, playing doubles and, you know, at some point during a match, it's inevitable. You're, you know, you may get a little down on yourself and having that partner be able to lift you up and then vice versa, you know, going through those trials and tribulations and, and, you know, figuring out a way to come out the other side, you know, successfully. Um, and I think those are, you know, traits that will stay with you for, for many, many years to come. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so so coach, here here's where I'm at, okay? Yep. Victoria, you've won in singles, you've won in doubles, you've won as a team, you've won academically. But the real question is, can you win against coach and myself in a little something we like to call the gauntlet? I'll try. <laughs> All right, I know I know I know you heard Eudis do this, so you know Kind of what's coming. I don't know if you did some prep work or not. If you didn't, then if you didn't, then you messed up because we're coming at you right now. Coach, you want right. to start it off for me? Sure, I'll start it right off. All right. Okay. All right. So this is going to probably be a tough one for Victoria because uh, she got a lot of A's. So uh, who is your favorite professor at Wesley? Uh, I'd probably have to say Professor Northrop. He was a chemistry professor. Um, and one of the first ones that I had uh, as a freshman. And then I took a couple more classes with him and just maintained like a good relationship throughout the whole, my whole four years. Great. Who was the most influential person in your life? Um, I want to say both my parents, but if I had to choose, probably my dad. Good answer. <laughs> uh, what was your first job after graduating from West? Um, I think after the summer I graduated, I worked a couple months at a country club at the front desk. <laughs> nice. Okay, here's here's a tough one. If you had to cheer for one or the other, would it be Amherst or Williams? Oof, that's a hard one. Um, I guess Amherst, because I think that our rivalry with Williams was a little bit more intense, at least um, during my time there. So I guess I would cheer for Amherst reluctantly. Go. <laughs> All right. When you were five years old, what'd you want to be when you grew up? I can't remember that far back, but probably a doctor. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. What's the best piece of advice you've received in your life? Uh, I think uh, kind of like a, whatever you're going, whatever difficulties you're going on through right now, it'll pass. And if you just stick out, stick it out, then you'll just, you'll be better for it in the end. Good. You, yeah. <laughs> in, in three words, describe your West experience. If you want it in like three words, like a sentence, I would say um, a lifetime experience. But if you want, like, the adjectives, I can give you that, too. <laughs> sure. Give us three adjectives. Okay. Um, 
Chris, she's too smart for us. I know. It's not, this is, <laughs> she's blowing this up right now. Um, family, uh, kind of like my tennis family that I made there, my friend family, and uh, my actual family, my sister. So there's one. Um, lasting, so all the my memories, my lasting memories and relationships from there, friendships. Um, and then... Um, stressful, I guess. There's a lot of stress there. <laughs> okay, okay. You, kind, you, you kind of, you know, this is going to be a decent segue here. What do you miss most about Wesleyan? I think being in such close proximity to friends and teammates and um, being forced, uh, quote unquote, to practice every day because now I don't play that regularly. <laughs> What's the, what's the, anything associated with Wesleyan? Doesn't have to be sports, but it could be anything associated with Wesleyan. Uh, what's the best Wesleyan highlight from the last 20 years? <laughs> I'm biased for sure, but uh, women's tennis winning the national championship. Nice. <laughs> nice. Love it. We were going to have some problems if you didn't answer that way. That would have been <laughs> I mean, come on. Some of these questions are layups. That, that one was a layup. You got to, you got to, you know, that was a put away. That was easy. That, that was a hanging lob. Uh, okay, last one. Who is the Wes alum you would most like to have dinner with? Uh, unoriginal, but who wouldn't want to have dinner with Lin-Manuel? Of course, <laughs> Lin-Manuel. Gosh, he's getting so much so much more love than you get in that question, Coach. It doesn't make any I, sense. I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough, but... Uh, he edges me out every time. <laughs> it was close. I was like, it was a flip of a coin on this. Thanks. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. Thank you. Lynn Manuel is just lucky that Mike O'Brien's not an alum or we'd be in big time trouble, Coach. That's <laughs> all I have to say about that. So, Victoria, before we let you go, um, what what's we always kind of ask our guests if, you know, if you were going to give, you know, and I know, I know Chris asked you, you know, you would give yourself advice, but. What would you give? What you know? What would you say to the to the um, the current members? You know, or just student athletes in general at Wesleyan right now? You know, whether they're freshmen or seniors, or you know, I mean, obviously it's during a pandemic, but when we when we resume play and we get back to more normal, you know, what 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 advice or what what uh, um, what would what would you say to them in terms of you know from your experience you'd like to pass on? Um, well, I guess it could be two student athletes, but also just all the Wesleyan students. Just really sure. enjoy your time at Wesleyan. Enjoy every moment that you're there, um, especially for athletes if they're competing uh, in games or matches. Just everyone that you play sounds sad, but it's one less that you'll be able to play um, in the future. So really, just try to enjoy your time there. It's perfect. All right, Coach. I, I think I think that's a good way to go out right there. That's a that's a pretty good way to size things up. Victoria, we certainly appreciate you spending some time with us. I know Coach appreciates it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and we look forward to the next step in your career professionally, or maybe you'll come back one day and you'll become the next tennis coach. Who knows? <laughs> we'll, have to sit back. We'll, have to, we'll have to sit back and wait just like everybody else. But – for our podcast, that's going to do it for us tonight. So for the producer, Mike O'Brien, and the coach, Mike Whalen, of course, tonight's guest class of 2019, Victoria Yu, I'm Chris Grace. You've been listening to Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. Until next time, so long, everybody.